You like easy money? Well, thanks to my bookie and their lock of the season. If either team scores in the NFL season opener, you win. A game hasn't ended 0-0 since, well, World War II, so this is a sure thing. Head to mybookie.ag, select the lock of the season, and any team scores between the Cowboys and Tampa Bay Bucks, and you win! The best bet is the one you cannot lose. MyBookie is also playing host to several exclusive contests, including their $100,000 Super Contest, and it only costs $10 to enter. There's big money on the line this season, so don't wait to get in the game. Join now. Head to MyBookie.ag today and use our promo code ZABE and instantly receive double your first deposit. That's right, double your funds to double your winnings. Again, that's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and receive double your first deposit and get started with MyBookie today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today, plausibly live from the Mobile Strike Studios, it's the ZABEcast. We'll do it live! Fuck it! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Today's guest... Sports radio lifer and DC Jewish sports hall of famer Andy Poland. Uh-huh. <laughs> See? And now let's get to yakin. Oh, here we go. Good to have you back in the van, Andy. Boy, you get more and more sophisticated as the years go by, don't you? That was great. You like that little open yeah, right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanted to be creative, but also get to the point. Mm-hmm. I think all of us consume so much media now that if you don't get right to it, mm-hmm. people start getting pissed off. Right. And by right to it, I mean 15 seconds, basically. Right, and a lot of people listen to podcasts at like speed and a half. I know. You know? Psychopaths. <laughs> well. And I'm now going to hear from them saying I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> I just enjoy your podcast and others. Right, right. I don't have time for the whole hour or the 45 minutes that you do. Yeah. Anyway, college football came back with a vengeance. How awesome was it starting on Thursday night with Enter Sandman and the Virginia Tech Hokies? Look at that right there. Is that amazing or what? And did it give you any agita, given yes. the fact that, you know, Delta's still around? Yes, absolutely. It did. Oh. It gave you agita. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it was great to see, but it's sort of like a guilty pleasure, knowing that there's a chance that a lot of those kids are going to catch COVID. Well, but the, the argument, the counter-argument is people are going to catch it whenever they're going to catch it. There's no stopping it. And Virginia Tech has a mandatory vaccination policy. Right. And they actually just disenrolled 130 kids Mm -hmm. who refused to get vaccinated. So they're kicking kids out of school. Right. But there aren't – everybody's in the stands is not necessarily a student. Well, true, but these are mostly students here. Yeah. Awesome. I think what it reminded me of was just how badly – we missed this. Oh, we did. Absolutely. As a sports society, you know? Yeah. It's uh, it's something that we've taken for granted for a long time. Right. And when you see it again, it's like, wow, how did we do without that for a whole year? <laughs> um, you know what else struck me? Maybe we'll get to more on the, uh, the players. But every player in college football now, it seems, you list their name, position, and what school they transferred from. 
Well, yeah, the the portal. It's all about the transfer portal now, right. Andy. Right. It's it it. This is this is better than the NFL because you don't have a salary cap. You cherry pick who you want off other teams' rosters. I think this is going to make Alabama better. It's going to make Clemson better because they just skim the cream off the top and they take what they want. Well, and the second guessing has already begun because Wisconsin lost, mm-hmm. and their new quarterback, Graham Mertz, looks like shit. Their old guy is now at Notre Dame, right. Jack Cohn, and he looked great. Right. So, oh, Paul Chris and company, they fucked up, they kept the wrong guy. I'm like, well, they're not idiots. They do see both guys in practice. It's one game, right? but that's what being a fan is all about. Okay, but what's the best season Wisconsin's had in the last... Russell Wilson. Yeah, exactly. And Russell Wilson was a transfer. I know, but they think... Well, they think that Mertz is of that caliber of talent. I understand, but it, it seems there's no point in developing your own quarterback. Let him develop someplace else and bring him in. But look at some of the great quarterbacks we've had. Cam Newton was a transfer. I mean, yeah. it was an odd transfer because right. he got kicked out of Florida. But, uh, you know, we, we see guys like this all the time. And, you know, redshirt them, let them learn your system, get used to the, to the coaching staff, to the weight room. Baloney! Get, pick him off Notre Dame's, you know, <laughs> Well, but, but there's going to be some real five-star blue chippers you want to get the first crack at. Right. Because, oh. like, Trevor Lawrence... You don't want to wait for him to fall on your lap. He won't fall on your lap. Right. But Oh, you can also start the clock early. There was the kid in Texas who couldn't make a million dollars with name, image, and likeness. So he started school a year early at Ohio and he State. just signed a deal, uh, right? Yeah, right. And for $1.4 million. And I'll bet you before the end of the year he's starting there. Yeah, he could also suck because could. you know who else has a name, image, likeness deal? Graham Mertz. Right. And they're already going, yeah, how many sweatshirts are you going to sell <laughs> with a performance like you had against Penn State? Speaking of Wisconsin, jump around. Great. In there, done that. Love it. It, it, isn't, it isn't it great? And look at it. Packed to the gills oh, at yeah. Camp Randall. Come on, Gus Johnson. House of Pain. Everlast. On the mic. Best four years of my daughter's life. <laughs> and you kicked her out after four, huh? Well, you know. Salary cap. Six hundred. They don't normally show this on TV, do they? Not that I know of. Yeah, they made sure to bring this on TV. Yeah. Pause and... <laughs> Gives you chills, doesn't it? Feels like an earthquake when you're there, too. Look at that. Jump. Jump around. Look at the Jump. sea of humanity. Now, when I went, I had a stand in the student section. They don't allow you to sit down until halftime. And then I was pushing 50. Maybe I was over 50. And uh, I went to sit down like the second quarter. No, 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 no. Stand up. <laughs> now, do they let you jump around in the adult section? No, the adults don't jump around. It's just the They don't section. jump around at all? No, I don't think so. Come on. Not when I was there. Some of them must. I think I see some oldsters in there, although this is a lot of students. Yeah. By the way, look at the lovely Jenny Taft. Nice. Oh, yes. She's so wonderful at her job. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was jump around. Okay. Another great tradition. Let's keep her moving as college football made a spectacular return. How about Michigan singing 
uh, Mr. Brightside. Look at the big house. Wow. 110,000, is it? As a spectacle, the NFL can't touch this. They really no. can't. No, because everyone's not in their seats wearing all their full colors. But this is what we as humans crave. Mm-hmm. Connection. We crave to be part of something bigger than just us on the couch watching a game. So this is why it was such a huge weekend. I also think when we look back, Andy, a year, two years, five years from now, and you said, well, when did the pandemic end? This past weekend. I hope so. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, when it effectively ends. I was reading about the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic, mm-hmm. and they're, they don't really have an end date. They're like, well, when did it end? And it ended after like 18 months because people just got fatigued with a lot of the stuff they were trying to do, to no avail, by the way, and it just sort of fizzled. I think th- this weekend we can look back and go, yes, when we packed college stadiums and we sang songs and jumped around, that's effectively okay. when it ended. Well, the way the NFL schedule was set up this year, the players had this past weekend off, and a lot of guys went back to their alma maters to watch these games. Oh, yeah. This latest, and Chris Mortensen tweeted this out I this saw morning. saw that this morning. They're going to be oh, oh, very no. anxious to get, well, let's say, let's say there's a significant number of players who test positive for COVID who have gone to these games. Sit them out. I don't give a shit. The NFL always has guys that are out for one reason or another. And here's another angle of this that I don't know what your thoughts are, but I believe the players themselves don't care if they have to sit out because of COVID. Mm -hmm. They're getting paid. 17 games this year, too. So that's... that's, uh, I honestly... Andy, I don't think the players give two shits. They're like, fine, yep, COVID positive, what can I do? Because they're then absolved of what is usually us as fans and media guilting them into, come on, you can play. Mm-hmm. It's just a hamstring. Yeah. It's just a knee, right? Yeah. If you have COVID, you can't play. Right. But I, I think, you know, at, at the beginning of the season, you're anxious to play. Sure. And, and if it, there is an outbreak, like, you know, a significant number of players on the team can't play, then you do have to forfeit. We'll see if, we'll see if that I don't actually think you'll have out. I don't think you'll have outbreaks like last that, year. And that may be just Goodell huffing and puffing. It may not yeah. actually happen. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the other thing about sports that we all love is we want to be inspired. And the story of Mackenzie Milton Fabulous. is inspiring beyond belief. This kid played at UCF. And blew his knee up. Blew his whole leg up, basically, by getting tackled in a in their last game of the year. Was it a bowl game or right before no, a bowl game? No, it was game? late in the year. It was before a yeah, bowl game. Right. And uh, doctors looked at it. There was huge vascular damage. He had a dislocated kneecap. They said 50% of the patients they see with this injury lose their entire leg. Right. They saved his. And then he went to work rehabbing it, and he got in the game on Monday night or Saturday, Sunday night. At a new school, remember. This, at a new school at Florida State. Right. It was Central Florida where he got hurt. Right. He rehabbed for two years, and people looked at him and oh, isn't that sweet? He's trying. And he said, well, the hell with it, because he knew he wasn't in their plans this year. Right. He said, I got one year of eligibility. I'm going to go to Florida State and see what happens. Right. And this was it on Sunday night. Mackenzie Milton 
to pass. Welcome back to college football, Mackenzie Milton. Let's see if they can find a matchup that's favorable for the veteran wide receiver. Third down and 11. Mackenzie Milton back to pass. Over the middle, gets it complete. Milton's got the hot hand, and it was... On a night they honored Bobby Bowden, by the way. Right. Milton comes out to the near side. Ward's going to take the direct snap. Ward gets to the outside and gets in. What do we have here in Tallahassee? The great Joe Tessitore on the call. Now, I tweeted this. You probably saw it. I said, I don't give a shit what people think. Tessitore on college is phenomenal. You know what? Keith Jackson did pro football for a year. He was the original voice of Monday Night Football. And? Because Frank Gifford was still under contract to CBS, and they couldn't get him out of it. And they looked at it after a year, and Rune Arledge, who was a genius, said, this guy is better suited for college football. We're going to move him to college. The rest, of course, is history. You may be right. Tessa Tour may be just bad for the NFL, but just right for college. I think he overdid it. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, he was trying too hard. No question and about it. His partners were bad. It was and a bad idea. Saddled with total turd partners, right? In Boog and Tess Ugh. and the Boog Mobile, it was a recipe for disaster. Well, and, and Witten, Jason Witten, who was abysmal, the and worst, is, and is doing what he should be doing right now, coaching high school football. <laughs> uh, that was, and and he had it in his contract. That's do you know? That's why they had the Booger Mobile. Because, because oh, that's right. Because, because Witten, Witten was such a big star, he had it in his contract. There couldn't be anybody else with him in the booth. He was terrible. He was really, really bad. And I thought Testor was great. The way he narrated the montage about Mackenzie Milton's comeback yeah. was so good, so on point. I really enjoyed it. I think he's he's one of the best. Now uh, Fowler's got the top spot for ABC, mm-hmm. and he's gotten better, but. Ah, oh boy, I do miss Uncle Brent. I do too, but and Uncle Vern. The chemistry with Herb Street has developed pretty well, and really, the star of that broadcast is Herb Street. Right. Also, on the uh, college football is back. A fan ate an entire tub of mayo Ooh. at the Duke's Mayo Bowl. <laughs> He's on the jumbotron, and it's a giant tub of it. It's oh, not it's a, a small. It's a gallon. <laughs> it's a gallon. Yeah. It's just eating it. He ends up smearing it all over his shirtless body. That's college football for you, the stupidity and the craziness of it. How about the fact that Miami, college football's back, had to put away the turnover chain while they were down 27 to nothing (laughs) because replay overturned the turnover? Yeah, that was was a mismatch. Um, Alabama's really good. Miami, not good. But they thought Miami was going to be able to give them a game. Yeah. And and look, Alabama's good again. What a shocker. Yeah. Huh? Right. What are we going to do now, Andy? Alabama's good again. Well, like I said, I, I think with the transfer portal, they're going to be even better. They're, everybody who establishes themselves someplace else going to want to go to Alabama. But here's the thing. How is it that Alabama is the only program that is not suffering any blips any backsliding. LSU yep. is now looking like a Cam Newton, Gene Chiswick all over again. Right. A great transcendent quarterback and one year. 
Also, their offensive coordinator, just another yes. Joe, Joe something else. Uh, yeah, who, he went to the pros. He went to Carolina, didn't he? Yeah, I think so, and that's that's part of the credit. Look, I mean, Ed Orgeron, it's, it's not like he got this shot at 35. He's been in other places, and right. he hasn't lit the world on fire. He got to LSU. It was a great story. He's from that area. You know, he fits Joe in. Joe Brady is the Joe coordinator. Joe Brady, that's yes. right. He fits in well with the culture. And, you know, but, but if you look at, as I say, uh, Mike Rizzo says about uh, baseball <laughs> players, what does the back of his baseball card say? Yeah. Okay, coach, not Nick Saban. Right. right. Yeah. Generally speaking, the coaches don't blossom into somebody they're not. Right, right, right. And, and Coach Orgeron is a great character. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I do what I do. But when you're losing on the road at UCLA in a game you're favored in, you're the higher ranked and the only ranked team, you don't look so good. You know who else was a great character? Jerry Glanville. He How sure good a was. coach was he? <laughs> he was quite the act. Left tickets for Elvis, wore black clothing, uh, had a Vander Holyfield on the sidelines at games. Also left me to pay the bill at breakfast one year That's at the right. Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, I got to go, Steve. Nice to meet you. Boom! Yeah, That's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, apparently, people are already sick of an Applebee's commercial. Have I you heard seen this? It. Yeah. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got bourbon stay with the Oreo shake and some whipped cream. People dancing on TikTok to this song, which I don't know who does this song, but, you know, some young artist you know my catch on you know, it question you ever go to applebee's maybe once do you hate it as much as you hated bennigan's no which but, was right over there yeah, and how's that working out for bennigan's <laughs> right now closed yeah. gone and done exactly and applebee's is hung around but it's a friday's i mean it's it's one of those chain places that you go to if you're really hungry but you wouldn't go out of your way i wouldn't go out of my way to go there which is better applebee's or Fridays. There is a Fridays right there. Flip a coin. Oh, no, wait. Oh, yeah, it's still there. I'm looking right in the... We're in the parking lot right now at the now defunct Bagel City yeah. in Rockville, Maryland, sister city to Pinneberg, Germany. <laughs> and uh, and the Fridays still open. Yeah. Pandemic and all. I don't know why Bennigan's crapped out. Because it sucked. It's the same as Applebee's. <laughs> I told you it was bad. <laughs> And I said, we're not going here. No, we got to go. And, I, and the food... Was the food any good? No, no, it, it wasn't was not. Good. No. It, but it was it was chain what I call pub food. Right. So you know you go to an individual pub, they'll have the same wings, just mm-hmm. prepared a little bit differently. And Applebee's and Bennigan's and and uh, Fridays, they're all the same thing. Right. So that commercial's driving people nuts. You like easy money? Well, thanks to my bookie and their lock of the season. If either team scores in the NFL season opener, you win. A game hasn't ended 0-0 since, well, World War II, so this is a sure thing. Head to mybookie.ag, select the lock of the season, and any team scores between the Cowboys and Tampa Bay Bucks, and you win! The best bet is the one you cannot lose. MyBookie is also playing host to several exclusive contests, including their $100,000 Super Contest, and it only costs $10 to enter. There's big money on the line this season, so don't wait to get in the game. Join now. Head to MyBookie.ag today and use our promo code ZABE and instantly receive double your first deposit. That's right, double your funds to double your winnings. Again, that's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and receive double your first deposit and get started with MyBookie today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How'd you like the 400-pound freshman defensive tackle for the University of Florida. Look at this guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 400 (laughs) pounds, and he's only a freshman. Yeah. He may, with dorm food, he could be 500 by the time he goes pro. Nah, they're going to tell him, son, you want to get to the NFL, you're going to have to lose 100 pounds. Really? I think so. Um, But, you know, Refrigerator Perry was like the sensation of the country. Do you know what he weighed? 300? 320. Like 320. 320. Nowadays, that's an average size tackle. Uh, you Right. You look at the rise of 300-pounders in the NFL, statistically, yeah. and the numbers, like, there was four in the league in 87, mm-hmm. and then there was 100 in the league in 95. Right. Now there's like 250. <laughs> They'll say, he's an undersized guard. He goes 295. <laughs> <laughs> so... This is where I've said for years, if you really cared about the safety of football, mm-hmm. weight limits. Oh, yeah. Weight limits, weight limits by position. Well, I don't know. If, Very simple. I don't know if it's necessarily dangerous for him to tackle somebody. I think it's more dangerous for him to be out on the field carrying that amount of weight in the heat and the humidity and wearing all the equipment. You know, I think that's on his heart. That's got to be an unbelievable strain. Uh, it's definitely not good. And it's also bad COVID-wise because we know that higher BMIs with COVID tend to have a a tough time of it. How about your Terps? How about that? And Mike Loxley getting a big win in front of a full house on opening Saturday against West Virginia, a quality program, and a geographic rival with Thria Tungavailoa at quarterback. Uh, Talia, isn't it? I know, but they call him Thria because Tua... Get it? Oh, got it. He's the third brother. Okay. Well, (laughs) Mike Loxley was a disaster in his last head coaching stint. Well, he filled in at Maryland after they got rid of that Randy Etzel. But uh, when he was at, I think, New Mexico State, it was a disaster. Well, New Mexico State sucks. Yeah. Just like New Mexico sucks. But he knows how to recruit. and And if I'm not mistaken, the last time Maryland had a legitimate pro quarterback, and he was still like a sixth or seventh round pick, was Sean Hill. Was there twenty years ago, and Sean Hill was a pro scrub, backup mostly, but he played around twelve, thirteen years scrub. in the pros. He was he was a pro scrub. quarterback, scrub, right? I mean, well, the last time they I had just a... want to make that point okay. because you talk about a pro quarterback, many programs are like, yeah, a pro who is in the Pro Bowl. Well, then you're then you're talking almost forty years ago with Boomer Boom. Esiason, right? Right. Exactly. So so now they've got a guy who's a legitimate pro quarterback, and if you have one of those. You got a chance to be pretty good, and they've and they've also loaded up. They got a lot of speed. They got some guy who turned down LSU to go there. Mm-hmm. Loxley has always been a good recruiter, and he's now in his third year. 
starting to pay off. They, I'm not saying they're going to compete for a national championship, but they could be, you know, a team that makes a decent bowl for yeah. sure. Meanwhile, Brian Kelly. Dope. A man who once put a student up on a scissors lift to film practice in 30-plus mile-an-hour winds, saw the, pra- the lift fall down, kill the kid, right. and still kept his job. Uncorked this one after their win against Florida State. Take a listen. You think of your team's ability to withstand Florida State's impressive comeback? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe, maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. I mean, it, we just didn't execute very well. And you think of your team? So that was a callback to a legendary line attributed to then head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, McKay. John McKay. John McKay. In which somebody said, what did you think of your team's execution? And he replied, I'm all for it. Right. See, this, this, is, this is a different day and age, and he brings it up unsolicited. It, it was so stupid because most people don't understand the reference to it, that you're talking 45 years ago, right. 1976. On top of that, Comedians are funny because they have timing, because they understand how to use the material. If you give me Jerry Seinfeld's jokes and say, go do 10 minutes in you, front you of the brick wall, you couldn't kill? I wouldn't make anybody Why laugh. Why not? Because you're, you're Jewish. I understand that. So is Jerry. Uh, but those are his jokes. He's <laughs> you have the on, jokes written down. He's, he's worked on the timing. You know, So he takes somebody else's joke completely out of context, decides to weave it around this game that he just won, and, you know, execution involves death. It's capital punishment. He's and he at, killed a kid! And Yeah, and he killed a kid, and he's at a Catholic school. I mean, the and, whole thing was a disaster. And they won. Yeah. This is not the time to be clowning on your team. Exactly. After a win, it's the first game of the year. They're not pros, you asshole. Like, what are you going to do? Just say, hey, we had some execution issues, but I know we're going to get those mopped up. Really proud of my guys. Came in a hostile environment. We got a fight on our hands. It's a really good Florida State team over there, but you know what? We're going to regroup, go to work on the things we didn't do well, and uh, you know, put it in the bag and move. Yeah, and then he's at Your team's ability to withstand Florida State's impressive comeback. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I heard this joke about forty years ago. Yeah. I'm gonna uncork it yeah, right yeah. now. You know, I'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe, maybe our entire team needs to be executed. Oh, that's funny. That's real funny. And McKay, McKay was known as a quipster. He he already had that reputation. Sure. Brian Kelly, what is his reputation? He's he's one as of, an asshole, yeah, a hothead, and he's one a lot and of a guy who killed a kid because he, he was on, a psycho football coach who had to have practice in thirty mile an hour winds filmed, right? And he stayed on the job because he's now three wins away from Newton Rockney. That said, he's not the biggest asshole oh, in college yeah. football coaching. Your boy. Uh, Randy Edsel made news again this weekend because he announced he'd be retiring from UConn after 17 years. Now, they did they lose to Holy Cross? Yes. Yes, they did. They, they were, lost at home. Look at, by the way, look at him getting stiffed, putting his fist yeah. up in the middle of the huddle to go, let's go, guys. This and, is one of the biggest jerks who's ever been in college football. I, and I, you hated him the moment he yeah. landed at Maryland. Well, he, You sniffed a fraud right from the get-go. Well, he, he the, during the year, I wasn't the first one who said he should be fired. Feinstein wrote a column like halfway through the season that he should go. Because every problem that Maryland had, 
and they were coming off, I think, a 10-win season under Ralph Friedgen. He blamed on Friedgen. And, you know, he took no responsibility for anything that happened. Remember, this is a guy who didn't fly home with his team after they lost the Fiesta Bowl while he was at Connecticut. He let them know by email that he was taking the Maryland job. Okay. Uh, And then he goes in Maryland and, from what I understand, made a lot of enemies there. People did not like him. They fired him halfway through his fifth season, and they're happy to see him go. Four and a half miserable years. Yeah, they made a couple of bowl games, like the Military Bowl. But he, he, he did not do a good job. And now... And I don't want to equate this to Daryl Green in any way, but when you retire to preempt the firing, that's a pretty <laughs> slick move. So he's he's they lost the Fresno State forty five to nothing in the first game, and then they lose to Holy Cross. Yeah, they lose to an F, FCS SB whatever right. the, the second. It used to be Division One A One Double A. So he loses to them. And, you know, he knows that the wagons are being circled. And, and so to complete the season, and he's got this cockamamie contract with, like, if he's ahead in the first quarter, That's he gets right. an extra 200 bucks or That's something. That's right. Like he's that. the one with the contract with all the little bonus prizes in there. Right. You know, for more than 10 first downs, there's a bonus of $1,000. Exactly. So he doesn't want to lose out on those by getting fired. So he, he says, oh, yeah, I'm just going to retire at the end of the season. I don't want the school to be caught blindsided by this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they were looking at his replacement at halftime of the Holy Cross game. Come on. Yeah, exactly. So of all that stuff to hate Randy Edsel for, that doesn't bother me. I'll tell you one word that bugs the shit out of me. Service. His statement says, after 17 years of service at the University of Connecticut, hey, fuck you, service. You were doing a job and you got paid way too much money. There's no fucking service involved, asshole. Six wins in his last five years. Six. How'd they win six? And yet he got hired again. So somebody somehow liked him. No, well, Connecticut Somehow, liked him. He got the only Maryland job. liked him and they hired him. Well, because that's that's when they were trying to hire Mike Leach. And they got cold feet because Leach had two lawsuits. One with ESPN and one with Craig James's kid, who he kicked off his team. Or the kid had a concussion or something at Texas. Yes. Team. So they had two lawsuits, so they choked. Edsel walks in the door and he goes, Maryland is my dream job. And Kevin Anderson, the athletic director, went, it is? Really? Oh, but well. he bought it. I guess I'd give it to you. I, I know. It, it, Kevin Anderson bought it. Yeah. Uh, and maybe he was the only guy of prominence they could hire. Because uh, they were not. Maryland was not flying high at that point. No, but. They had to kind of take whoever they could get. Well. And Edsel had success at this much smaller program. True. But, but Ralph Friedgen shouldn't have been fired. I think Ralph got I fired know. for being fat. I agree. Kevin Anderson, who had been the U.S. Military Academy. You know, looked at Ralph and said, "No, oh, that's not a good look," and and he forced him out. Now Ralph had had a, a couple, I think one really bad season, but most of the time he was there, he was above five hundred. And and the first three years, he knocked it out of the park. He had no. ten win seasons. Crazy. Meanwhile, we got people with this whole trope. I gotta I gotta really dig in on this because it pisses me off. It's so stupid. There are people like Warren Sharp who should know better, still complaining that we measure first downs by a chain and sticks implying it's ridiculous in the high-tech age we're living in till to still use something so primitive it's all guesswork warren the whole shooting match you know these games are for fun every call every penalty the spot of the football it's guesswork so the chains and the sticks 
are actually simple but elegant. They're not primitive. They're as good as anything else. If you go to a laser system, that thing is going to fucking break. And then what are you going to do? You're going to go right back to the chains and the sticks. Remember, when the referee spots the ball, he's eyeballing it anyway. I know. But some people still get angry at the chain and sticks. I'm like, the logic of it, or the illogic of it, I guess. And I I know this will disagree on this, because I still think we should have some form of replay. But replay has turned into a Zabruder film on every play. In, oh. in every uh, welcome home, Andy. It's not, and yet you don't want to get rid no, of it. No, I want to perfect it. But it's I don't not perfecting it. I want to make it better. I want. I want the safety net of having it. There is no safety. There net. is That's a safety the great net. myth. Uh, right, you're getting close. You're not home yet. Indiana rolled out with misspelled jerseys. Yeah. Indonesia. Disappointing. Indonesia. Not an old. This what? happened with. Baseball team. Come on, man. Yeah, Adidas, you you really. Was that only on one jersey or was that on every jersey? I I think it was only on one. And remember when this happened with the Nationals? It wasn't everybody. I think there were two players. One of them, Ryan Zimmerman, who's who's still there, that uh, they they left out an O. Ridiculous. Uh, Meanwhile, you uh, got some traction on a tweet regarding Robert Griffin Dutois, who is now calling college football games for the worldwide leader in sports. No longer playing football. Uh, He was the talk of the league a mere eight years ago in 2012, and now he's calling games. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. He's not the first ex-player to call games, but he apparently thinks he has somehow (laughs) become the Jackie Robinson of (laughs) announcing because he tweets, the dirt that they threw on my name turned to soil and i grew up out of it to which andy Pollan replied fertilized with all the bs you spread yeah and that got ouch well look ouch (laughs) he's he's suggesting that that people soiled his name and said robert griffin will never announce a college football game (laughs) that's not what they said they said robert griffin can't protect himself he can't slide he's going to get hurt Robert Griffin got hurt. He continued to get hurt. He got chances to play. He got hurt. And so now he's doing something that he was good at from the jump. Our friend Tom Lavero still raves about one of Griffin's early news conferences in Ashburn when a plane flew over and he paused yeah. so that uh, the tape recorders wouldn't pick up the, the noise for a soundbite. So he he's understood media from the beginning. He's good at this. He'll be great at it. Nobody, nobody's throwing dirt on his name as an announcer. He, he has such a warped sense of self yeah. and a warped sense of the world around him. It's kind of staggering because you're right. All people said was the truth about him. And by the way, he was a terrible teammate. He alienated a locker room almost immediately, uh, under, tried to undermine Kirk Cousins, went around the back of his coach to the owner, and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And he, he flamed out. So, yeah. And, oh, by the way, the whole thing with his, you know, bride and his newborn left her for a a, a Latvian hurdler. Well, he's very happy now. Mazel, yeah, mazel. Yeah, and I'm sure that he's taking care of his child and his ex-wife. I mean, I, I don't know anything about that. But uh, yeah. but the, the, to, to say that the world was against him to become an announcer? No, the world was not. They threw dirt on my name. In fact. And it was soil that I grew out of. <laughs> in fact, when he, when he was, again, he spent three years as a backup with uh, with the Baltimore, and then last year got a chance to play because Lamar Jackson had COVID. He plays against the Steelers. What happened? He got hurt. He got hurt. He got hurt immediately. Yeah, yeah so that's what he does. You know, if it, it's not like you 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 proved anybody wrong. You got hurt. Yeah. Finally, Andy, pour one out for <sighs> DC native Willard Scott, 
passed away at the age of 87. 87. Mm-hmm. And he was known on the Today Show mostly, but he had a rich history of broadcasting before he even made it to the Today Show, including being Bozo the Clown in the D.C. market, as well as the original Ronald McDonald. Right. He was a, a Ronald McDonald, and he also did a radio show. In fact, uh, he, they were our predecessors on 980 when it was WRC. Are you serious? He and Ed Walker did the Joy Boys in the afternoon. <laughs> Ed Walker, who was blind. Doesn't and sound a, gay at all. And, well, Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's, come on, it's the 1960s. The Joy Boys. The Joy Boys. Uh, Ed Walker was blind since birth, a, a radio legend himself. They became friends at American University, where they worked at the campus station, where I later worked. And uh, they did an afternoon show, and they had a song, We Are the Joy Boys, a radio, we chase electrons to and fro. And it was a lot of corny stuff, and they did voices and things like that. And they were hits, and then Willard got his chance to do the weather at Channel 4, and he was great there. And then in 1980, this is like, this is like how the Patriots were built. Uh, when 1980, Channel 4 was trailing Channel 9. Uh, Glenn Brenner was at Channel 9, Gordon Peterson, Maureen Bunyan, and 4 was behind. And they made a trade. They traded Willard for Bob Ryan, and then George Michael came aboard. And really? And then they, they later added Dorian. How did Bob Ryan end up back on Channel 4? Bob Ryan was working at the Today Show doing the weather, but not for long. Like, he hadn't been there very long. So they said, well, we're going to move you to D.C., and we're moving Willard to the Today Show in New York. Oh, and, yeah, got it. And, okay. that, and that's how they built the dream. But Willard was still popular here. He, you know, he started doing the weather, I guess, in the late 60s. So the, in the 70s, he was one of the you know, cornerstones of Channel 4. And you know, one thing about him, a lot of these weather people, and I wish Buck was here to, to have one of his rants. Here about, in Washington. About, about weather people, but they're, they're meteorologists. He wasn't a meteorologist. And oh. he would say, these are what the boys at the Meteorology Center are saying. I'm just going to give it to you, and I may, you know, I may dress as Chance con- of rain this afternoon, yeah. a cold front coming right. in after that. But this is what they're saying. And meantime, I'm going to wear this hat with a bowl of fruit on it and, yeah. uh, you know, act crazy. And he was great. He was and, funny. And then his big shtick was to celebrate birthdays, but you had to be 100 right. or older. I love these birthdays. Every once in a while, I mess up a name, and I hate that. That really bothers me. I mean, we rehearse them and rehearse them. And uh, I had one that I wanted to redo just the name. Mamie Trajani. Mamie. Very sweet lady from Rosetta, Pennsylvania. 100 years old, retired teacher. We love her and wish her the best. I'm sorry I kicked your name. You can kick me if you like. Now, for today's birthdays, today's news. Brought to you by Smuckers. Smuckers. The only thing you can eat when you're 100 years old is a jar of Smuckers Jim. I mean, uh, yeah, like Matt Lauer, Olive Lauer, Sylvania, Ohio. Anyways, uses Pond's cold cream as for years. Remember? 105 years old. So they would you know, put the pictures of these sweet old gray hairs. And it was almost like social media before social media existed. And then he's from Encino, California, 100 years old. Now, here's the thing, Andy. Willard didn't make it to 100. No, he didn't. You have a stated goal. Yes. Of 100. Doesn't mean I'll make it, but uh, okay. But I would like to get there. And, uh, yeah, Willard, um, Willard spent those 60 years on TV and radio. And uh, he and I, I railed on this, too, uh, both on Twitter and on my show that uh, Bob Levy, who hasn't been in the Post in 10 years, either came back to write this or this was in the can before he took the buyout from the Post. But he wrote an obit for Willard, which included in the first sentence that he was fat and wore a toupee. 
you know, I mean, I just thought that the treatment of him was just bad. And then he, <laughs> the fat part or the toupee part? Well, did, did, that's not how you identify somebody who's a legend and passed I agree. away in the first sentence. And then he spent quite a bit of the obit on this Bryant Gumbel memo, which happened when Willard was at the Today Show, where Gumbel, who's not known for being warm and fuzzy with all of his coworkers, yeah. uh, sent a memo, this was pre-email, to his bosses saying that Willard was holding him hostages, hostage with all these little stupid games he was playing. And, and, you, know. you mean the things our viewers love yeah. and were actually yeah. able to monetize yeah. by way of smuckers? Exactly. And, and so, yeah. <laughs> Brian Gumbel, what a dick. Uh, yeah, and so that, that, that was a big part of it. And I just think, you know, what we just talked about, how big an icon he was and local and, and a Virginia guy. Grew up yeah. in Alexandria. Finally, Andy. Welcome back to my Twitter account, at Zabe, rescued from the clutches of a hacker in Algeria. Don't ever let your at Andy Poland one, is it? Yeah, but I don't have nearly the followers that you have. If you lose it, you'll feel naked. (laughs) Get that two-factor authentication, my friend, okay? Okay. All right, Andy, good to see you as always. Good to see you. All right. That'll do it for us today. Thank you for listening. As always, subscribe to our Friday shows by going to zabe.com slash premium. In the meantime, have a great Monday, everybody. Wait, it's Tuesday, and welcome back the National Football League. We'll see you next week. Because we got him on the spot. Welcome back. You like easy money? Well, thanks to my bookie and their lock of the season. If either team scores in the NFL season opener, you win. A game hasn't ended 0-0 since, well, World War II, so this is a sure thing. Head to mybookie.ag, select the lock of the season, and any team scores between the Cowboys and Tampa Bay Bucks, and you win! The best bet is the one you cannot lose. MyBookie is also playing host to several exclusive contests, including their $100,000 Super Contest, and it only costs $10 to enter. There's big money on the line this season, so don't wait to get in the game. Join now. Head to MyBookie.ag today and use our promo code ZABE and instantly receive double your first deposit. That's right, double your funds to double your winnings. Again, that's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and receive double your first deposit and get started with MyBookie today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.